You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you stories that remind us who God is and who we are in Him. The Collected Podcast is a production of Collected Ministries. Follow Collected on social media at Collected Podcast. And be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and additional content related to today's episode. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 2 of The Collected Podcast. I'm your host, Jess Biondo, and I cannot believe we are in late November already. Um, Happy Thanksgiving. We just have so much to be thankful for, and I am very, very thankful um, for our guest today. Um, Georgette Jackson was an introduction through a past podcast guest, and she has such a powerful story. She's the founder of Divine Rest, um, a nonprofit that she'll be sharing about, I'm sure, in this episode. And she has such a strong faith in the Lord. So I can't wait for you to hear from her. Georgette, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jess. It's a pleasure. Yeah. So as we get started, um, could you share a little bit about how you came to know the Lord? Yes. Um, Actually, I was raised in a home with my grandmother, my mother, and some uncles and aunts. And my mother was a Baptist and my grandmother was a Methodist. And then I had an aunt who was a um, Pentecostal. So I was immersed in all three of those <laughs> denominations. So, I, you know, basically went to the Baptist church with my mom mostly, but then I would go sometimes with my grandmother to her Methodist church. And then I would go sometime with my aunt to her Pentecostal church. <laughs> and so I was surrounded, you know, with, with faith filled women, mm. you know, strong women of faith. And so you know, they emulated that. And so I saw that growing up. So, and I remember when I was eight years old and I remember there were kids at the Baptist church that were getting baptized and, you know, they were going up there and giving their life to the Lord and everything. And I told my mom and I said, um, I want to give my life to the Lord. So that's what I want to do, you know? And, but the funny thing is my, my grandmother, she was something else. She said, that girl's not ready to be baptized. She just want to look cute, you know, cause I saw the girls, you know, they had a, then they put on the little white dresses, little white socks with the laces and this white shoe. That's how they did it, you know, back then. And, um, and so she said, she just want to look, she just want to look like them. And my grandmother said, that girl is going to go in a dry devil and come out a wet devil. <laughs> I was <wasn't- laughs> I would never, I have never forgotten that, you know, (laughs) and I tell people, I say, you know what, she really was right, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I really didn't know what, I didn't really know what that meant. Mm -hmm. And she was right that I just wanted to be like the other little girls, you know, but then as time went on, as I got older and got to be a teenager and started searching for the Lord for myself, you know, wanting to know who he is and, and what he is to me and what he can, how he can change me and make me a better person. I say, I want to be, I want to be like Jesus, you know? And so then I think I was probably like about 16. And that's when I really started getting into the word and learning who Jesus is, who God is for myself, you know, and building that relationship. And that's when I got baptized for real, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It, it was real to me then, you know, at eight years old, it, it wasn't real to me, mm. but then at 16, then it, Jesus became real. And yeah. So that's when, yeah. So that's when that happened. I love that. I was also yeah. baptized at 16 and had been raised mm-hmm. in the church mm-hmm. for my whole life, went to a Christian school, like, 
I knew mm-hmm. the Lord, but it was later that I was like, yeah. okay, this isn't just my parents' faith. This is right. my faith, and this That's is right. what I want for my life. Yeah. So after that, and um, you know, as you continue to grow in the Lord, mm-hmm. um, like what what obstacles did you face, and how did you see God mm-hmm. show up for you in your life? Oh my goodness, I've had so many obstacles because. At actually at seventeen, I had a um, I had an aunt. Um, I was a senior in high school, and I had gotten all of my credits. So back then, I was able to get out of school early. So I got out of school early in March, and didn't have to um, and, and then didn't have to um, graduate, go to graduation, actual graduation until June. But during this time in January, I had an aunt that passed away. Mm-hmm. And after giving birth to her, I think this was her seventh child. Yeah, she passed away after giving birth oh, to her seventh yeah. child. So then I was my um I was the oldest grandchild out of all of my grandmother's grandchildren. And so myself and my cousin, we moved in my aunt's house because her husband was a longshoreman, so he worked at night. So so we worked, um, so we moved in there and took care of those six kids except for the baby. The baby went um, was adopted by another aunt, you know, her sister. And so mm-hmm. at that young age, we, I was doing the, he was doing the cooking because I couldn't cook. So he was doing the cooking and I was, um, I was the one that did all the girls hair because there were four girls and two boys. And so I did all the girls hair and learned then how to take care of people, you mm-hmm. know, then, and that led into what we'll probably talk about later, how I'm doing what I'm doing today, but not knowing that God was grooming me for that. And mm-hmm. another obstacle was going a little further. Um, many years, um, I was about 22. And by the time I was 22, I had three kids and wow. all had, yeah, all had the, the same father, but three kids and my, and I was living together with the, with the father. And so what my grandmother would call shacking up, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know better, you know. <laughs> and so we had a we had a son and at um he was born in August and in October October the 15th he died of SIDS. So that was that was the my first loss mm-hmm. of a yeah, of a son cuz we had two daughters and a son. And that was the son we had prayed for, say Lord, we got two girls, just give us a son. I want a son so bad. And we had that son, but he didn't, he didn't survive. And so, yeah. And so that, that, that is an obstacle, you know, but yeah. yeah. And I remember at that time I was like, you know, God, I I don't understand this. I don't know, you know, how we prayed for this boy. You gave him to her, but then you took him back. You know, you let him die. I I couldn't understand. I couldn't understand. I'm like, why, why answer the prayer? And then now he's gone, yeah. you know, and at 22, I was like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I don't want to go to church anymore. I, I couldn't want to pray anymore. But had it not been for, you know, mom and grandmama and aunts and uncles all praying for me and coming over to the house and praying with me and everything. And that's what pulled me back up, you know, that helped me say, you know what? You know, God, you're still good. Yeah. It's still good, even though, you know, I, I miss my baby boy and I don't like what happened, but you're still good. Mm. Yeah, you're yeah. still good. He yeah. is. And he is. What would you say to someone who is in the 
like trenches of their loss right now? Yeah, I would say to them to make sure you have a community of people and not to isolate yourself. Because when you isolate yourself, that's when the enemy can really, you know, get to your mind and saying that, you know, you're all by yourself. Nobody cares about what has happened to you. It's just you, you know, you you have this big loss. You've lost your child. God doesn't love you. That's when the enemy will play tricks on your mind. And so always make sure that you have a community of people, you know, whether it be family, whether it be a close friend, but always have somebody that you can reach out to and be able to tell them exactly how you're feeling without being judged. You Mm -hmm. know, that's the thing too, without being judged saying, oh, you don't have faith or you don't, you know, because I've experienced all of that and my losses, you know, where people will say things, they mean well, but sometimes people don't know what to say. So just make sure you have a community of people that you can express your feelings to and rely on to give you strength when you feel weak. Yeah. 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 And I think, too, on the flip side of that, if someone out there is listening who who isn't walking through grief right now, mm-hmm. think about who you can be that community to. Because yes. people yes. are suffering all around us. Oh, yes. And so, you know, who can you reach out to today who might mm-hmm. be really struggling and doesn't feel like anybody's there for them? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so to fast forward maybe a little bit, because mm-hmm. I know, you know, you're only a few years older than 22 now. Yeah, um, that's it. Yeah. Thank you. Just to, yeah. You. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what, what continued to happen in your life that helped you discover you know, what you felt like God was calling you to do for his kingdom? Mm-hmm. Well, with the loss, with that loss, um, because I actually lost my other two daughters as well as years oh, went my on. Goodness. Yeah, yeah. So I lost my my youngest daughter, Dee, she was 33, and I lost mm-hmm. her in 2012 of cervical cancer. So she lasted a year. In 2011, she was diagnosed, and in 2012, um, she passed away and left a daughter and a son and left custody of them to me um, because her husband was incarcerated. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I raised them. The daughter was 15 and her son was nine. Yeah. Wow. And so that was, yeah, so that was one. And then 2015, then my last surviving daughter passed away of sepsis. She had lupus and she passed away in two, November of 2015 and she had three children. And so those three children, she had just in October, she had just gotten engaged and um, was going to get married. And but in the, the next month, and she passed away. So that never um, happened oh. for her. And she had twin boys; they were fifteen, and her daughter um, was sixteen. And so then they came back to Savannah. They lived in Atlanta, and they came back to Savannah to live here with me as well. So do you have a house full of teenagers? <laughs> Not anymore. Oh, well, they're all young adults. They're all young adults. <laughs> yeah, Destiny, she's the, the oldest um, from my youngest daughter, Dee. Um, she just got married last year. And she and her husband are expecting a baby that's due in February. Oh, so congratulations. 27. Yeah, thank you. She's yeah. now 27. And her brother, Marcus, he's the only one that's living with me now. He just turned 22 on the okay. 7th of this month. Yeah. And then, yeah, then my oldest daughter kids, um, the twin boys, one is married and 
I have a, a great granddaughter from them, him and um, her husband, his husband, and they live in Texas. And then his brother, his twin brother, Brandon, he's, um, he lives in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And then their sister, Caitlin, she lives in um, Maryland. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. They're all 25. over. <laughs> so they're all over. Yeah. Yeah. Georgia, yeah. you have walked through so much pain. Yes. And yet you radiate joy. <laughs> How do you do that? It's all because of Jesus. Because mm-hmm. I tell you, there were times when I didn't feel that joy, you yeah. know, and I'll never forget when um, in a dream one night and I saw the scripture, um, and I think it's Second Corinthians 1 and 9, I think, I'm not sure. But it, it's the one that says, remember when Paul said he had a thorn in his flesh and he, he begged Jesus three times to remove it. And Jesus told him, said, my grace is sufficient for you because my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And I always hold on to that. Every time when I feel like I can't go on, you know, and that I just don't want to move. I just want to just leave me, just let me just stay right here. I always remember that scripture he showed me in a dream. And so I hold on to that. My grace is, so I don't always have to be strong. It's okay to not be strong because he's going to be strong for you. Yeah. 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 Wow. So that's what speaks to me. (laughs) That is so powerful and just speaks to your character too, because it's much easier said than done. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Wow. So, so when, let's talk about um, your nonprofit. Yes. Yes. So what is it and what was Mm -hmm. the kind of heart behind starting it? Oh, my goodness. That's a story in itself. You know, not to mimic um, Martin Luther King when he said I had a dream, but I did. (laughs) (laughs) Because God deals with me in dreams a lot. So you had a literal dream. Yeah, I had a literal, literal dream. I had no idea what a nonprofit was, you know, what a 501c3, none of that, (laughs) you know. (laughs) But one day I came, but I knew that with me being, like I said, go back to as a young girl taking care of people and always, and I've always gravitated towards someone that looked like they were by themselves, even in elementary school. You know, if I saw somebody alone, I would always gravitate toward them and make friends with them, even though I was a quiet person. But, um, but what happened was I came home one day from work and I saw that I turned the TV on to watch the news. And there was a story about this women's shelter that had closed down abruptly. And the women just came back to shelter and said, no, you can't come in here. I've lost the house and I don't know where you ladies got to go, but you can't come in, in here. And that broke my heart. I mean, I started sobbing and crying. I was like, it's like God broke my heart for what broke his, you know, that broke his heart and it broke mine. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I went to bed that night. That's when I had a dream. And I saw the scripture, Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come unto me, all you that labor and a heavy burden, and I will give you rest. I saw that scripture. And he said, and, and I heard in my dream, divine rest. And God was telling me, I'm going to give you divine rest. And when I give you that divine rest, I want you to usher other women into that same rest. And he said, I want you to go into the woods, go under bridges, and find my forgotten daughters. I'm hearing all this in my dream. And find my forgotten daughter. He said, they are forgotten by society, but not by me. 
And all I want you to do is go and take them my love. And that's, yeah. So I woke up and I'm writing all this down. You know, everything that I heard in my dream, not knowing what to do with it. I didn't know what it, what I was supposed to do with it. But just the very next day, I hadn't told anyone. I just had this dream. The very next day I went to work, a realtor friend of mine, because I worked at the Board of Realtors at that time, a realtor friend of mine who I hadn't spoken to in years, she comes into my office and she says, God sent me to talk to you. He said, um, you had a dream last night and you need to tell me about it. I'm like, what? And all I, the tears just started flowing because <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. I hadn't told anyone yet. I just had this dream last night. So she started telling me, she said, what he wants you to do is start a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And like I said, I was green as I don't know what. I didn't know what that was, what that meant, what I was supposed to do. You know, but she gave me the steps. She told me who I needed to connect with. I connected with this guy and God just started moving real quickly because he wow. knew I would sit on it because I was I was afraid because I'm like, me? I don't, I don't know anything about running a nonprofit. You know, what do I do? What do, who do I talk to? But this girl, she gave me all the right connections and went to meet the guy. I called him the same day. He said, can you come and see me? I'm like, oh, my God. He said, do you have any money? I'm like, no. <laughs> he said, well, it costs about $1,500 to get the paperwork for I, the IRS. This man didn't know me, Jess. He paid for it. He said, lady, I don't know you. He said, but the Holy Spirit told me to cover this for you. Wow. He said, oh, know. So it was all God orchestrated. How could I not follow through with it? You yeah. know? <laughs> but wow. that's how Divine Rest got it started. And I just told a few friends and we just carried it. He said, take bottled water. So I'm like, okay, we're just going to get a case of bottled water. I know these people need more than that, but he that's what he started us with. He said, just take them water. You know, the water, water represents the Holy Spirit. And I didn't know all that, but these are things he was started telling me. That's why I want you to take water and just love on them and get to know them. He said, just like I want a relationship with my people, with my children, that's what I want you to take to them. Don't just drop stuff off and leave it. I want you to build a relationship with them. I want you to get to know them, who they are, why are they there? Mm -hmm. And that's when we started. Now we're 15 years into it. Wow. <laughs> 15 years. That's 15 wild. Years. So, yeah. oh my gosh, I have a lot of questions. So, <laughs> but let's start, I guess, back at the beginning. So as uh -huh. you, you're getting this started, uh -huh. um, along those 15 years, uh -huh. was there ever a time that you questioned the path you were on? And like, how did you yeah. wrestle through that? Yeah. Oh yeah, I did. Because I kept doubting myself. You know, and, and I know we're not supposed to do that because God, you know, he equips the call, <laughs> you know, and, and, but I was like, I'm not equipped. I felt like I wasn't equipped to do this. And then during that time, because actually it was during that time when I lost my daughter. See, I started this nonprofit in 2008. Mm -hmm. And so in the process of me doing this nonprofit, that's when, you know, I lost both of my daughters you know, 2012 and 2015, but I was still serving. I was still going out because that gave me strength and that gave me joy helping others and forgetting about my pain because I'm helping other people, you know? But, um, but yeah, I did feel like I was not qualified to do this. And I'm like, okay, Lord, it's been all these years and 
I, you said we're supposed to have a home to house these women. We don't have it yet. You know, I mean, he kept reminding me of Joseph, you know, how how long it took for Joseph to become, you know, um, the ruler and everything. And he reminded me of David, how long it took for David to be king. He said, I'm just building you. You know, the, the mission is already set. You know, everything is already in place, but I got to prepare you. I got to get you ready, you know? And so... That's how I just I just keep going and say no matter how long it is I know God only knows when He's ready for that that house to manifest mm-hmm. and all I'm going to do is continue going out and loving the people and you know taking Thanksgiving meals to them on Thanksgiving Day we do that you know and everything and every now and then we'll do a spring into action where we'll have a cookout at the park and have them come to the park you know and and show them just the love of Christ. And I've taken picked some of them up for church and everything. So it's just, yeah, I just keep moving. <laughs> wow. I mean, that spoke to me just mm-hmm. that when you feel like God has given you a vision mm-hmm. for what something's supposed to become, yes. and yet it's taking longer, longer. than you expected. Right. Um, I think that's really relatable to a lot of people out there. Yeah, I'm sure. So what advice do you have for like how to be faithful in the wait? Mm-hmm. I would say just to keep keep moving because if you if you stand if you become stagnant you're going to be more discouraged. You know, but just keep trusting God because if he told you, he gave you this mission that he's already put in place and he just wants you to catch up. It's already sad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we always say we're waiting on God, but God is really waiting on us because he's already done everything that, you know, that he that he, he needs to do. <laughs> you know, he's already went ahead of us and prepared the way. Mm-hmm. And all he wants us to do, that's why he said, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. But if you don't take any steps, how can he order them? Yeah. <laughs> you know, how can your steps be ordered if you're not moving? So just keep moving no matter how long it takes. Just remember David. Just remember Joseph. Mm-hmm. Just remember, you know, those people in the Bible who, you know, Sarah, how long it took, you know, for her to have a child, Hannah, you know, but they just keep the faith and just keep moving. That's all. Just don't, don't, don't become stagnant. Just keep moving. Yeah. No matter how you feel, you know, just ignore your feelings because our feelings are fickle, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just keep moving. That's my advice. Just keep moving. Mm. That's good. And being faithful with what God has placed in front of you right now. Right now. Right. I think is mm-hmm. how we honor him too. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's good. So <laughs> what in your life have you learned about the character of God? Oh my goodness. That God is faithful. That whatever he's promised you, he is faithful. He's faithful to his word. You can trust him. He's kind. He's good. He's such a faithful, he's such a good, good father. He really is. You know, and and that's what I've learned, that no matter, that he's always there. That no matter what trials I've been through, whatever I had to face, the losses, but I've always felt his presence. He's always been there and and he will always be there for us. You know, and that's that's his character because he said he'll never leave us or forsake us. And his word is true and we can trust him. 
Because he's a trust, he's a trusting, a trustful father. He's trustful, he's faithful, he's kind, he's good, you know. So that's what I've learned in my years. Amen. Amen. So the tagline of our show is collecting stories to remind people of who God is and who we are in Him. So you've shared a little bit about what you've learned about who God is. Mm -hmm. In light of all that, what have you learned about who He says you are? Especially in times when I feel like, when there were times when I feel like I couldn't do what He's called me to do. And he will remind me that he has equipped me, that I am fearfully and wonderfully made, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that that's what I've learned. And, it's, and that's what carries me because it's his strength that keeps me moving, that keeps me getting up every day and moving forward. Yeah. 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 Amen. Well, yeah. and you, I f- feel like you know the word too. Like you have his word hidden in your heart. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is such a source of power when we are mm-hmm. like being, I don't know, trying to, when the devil's trying to like take us out, when we can combat yeah. it with the truth of the word of yes. God. Yes. He can't stand against that. That's right. That's right. Man, you but that's what Jesus did, you yeah. know. He, yeah, he gave him the word, you know. Yeah, and that's what and then we that's why we have to plant that word in our heart, or we won't have that's our weapon. Mm-hmm. That's the greatest weapon of them all. That's the sword of the spirit, is the word of God, yeah. <laughs> you know. So yeah. we have to make sure we're armored up. I tell everybody, suit up, <laughs> suit up every day, suit up, suit up. Yeah, and <laughs> those of you listening, um, you know, you can't see Georgette, but all this scripture that she's been sharing, she's not reading it from anything. This is just in <laughs> her heart, and she has memorized all of this, and it's incredible. Um, do you have a favorite Bible Actually, verse that you go back to over and over? Actually, Matthew 28 is my favorite scripture. Mm. It has become my favorite scripture because when I feel heavy burden, I know that I can come to him and he will give me rest. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. he said his joke is easy and his burden is light. So why I just cast my cares unto him? He said, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. Mm. So when I feel that I'm I'm getting heavy burden, I'm like, no, no, got to shake this off. No, I'm you know I'm throwing it right at you. Here, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we don't need Throw to carry the, the weight of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He already has victory. Right. Over and all the evil. All of it. Yes. And just no. that rest. That just feels so good. This me saying that word. You know, come. He's. A, it's an invitation mm-hmm. to come to me. You know, so we need to, I always accept that invitation, (laughs) you know, readily so I can rest and just rest in him. Yeah. Rest in his promises, rest in his love, rest in his peace, his comfort, his joy, just rest in all of that. (laughs) Man, and you just exude that rest and peace. Like just talking (laughs) to you right now and listeners, I hope you can feel this too. I just feel calm. Mm-hmm. And it's like after we get off this call, I just want to go like read my Bible. <laughs> you, you, have a, <laughs> you exude the Holy Spirit. Oh, oh, um, so what else are you doing for the kingdom of God right now mm-hmm. that you'd like 
us to know mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Well, I also have a podcast and that's something that I didn't think I would be doing, yes. but that's what the Holy Spirit placed in my heart to do. And it's called Get a Grip. And GRIP stands for Grace, Restoration, Inspiration, and Prayer. And it's for those who are suffering through grief and loss. Mm -hmm. And I just offer some hope. And my motto is, how I always end it, is have hope for a better tomorrow. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. When do your episodes come out? They come out on Wednesdays at noon. Okay. Yeah. They're on Apple, on iHeart, on iTunes. Yeah, Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, everyone, when you finish this one, go get a grip. look up Get a Grip. Because I By imagine it's amazing. Um, I will be listening. That's oh, wonderful. You. How long have you been doing that? I, I started that that during the pandemic, actually, when oh, yeah. he gave it to me to give me something to do because I was let go from my job in 2020. And so that was something he gave me. He always gave me something to keep me going, to keep me moving, you know. And so that's when I started that. And I'm also a published author as well. What? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, tell us about your book. Yeah, my I'm I published. I've um, authored four books, and my first one. Yeah, actually, I started writing. I didn't. Um, aspired to be an author, didn't know, but I've always been a writer, you know, through high school, you know, when we had English papers to write in English, you know, I always writ, paper, writ, wrote my papers very well, the teachers would say. And so when I was going through um, my daughter's sickness, my, my first daughter, D, I would just journal, I was just journaling and God was just pouring things, Holy Spirit would just give me things from my heart to speak from my heart. And so I was just journaling, not knowing that it was it was, should be a book. And so now I was starting to share them with friends. And it was like, oh, one friend from Jacksonville, she said, oh my God. She said, do you really think God wants you to just sit on this? She said, and not share it with the world. She said, you need to put this in a devotional. And that's when my first book became called 30 Days of Divine Rest. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, 30 Days of Divine Rest. And wow. it's just everything that, it just from my heart. Yeah. And then my second book is Heart to Heart because I also write poetry because whatever I'm going through, sometimes it just comes out in poems when I'm just writing and it just started flowing, you know, so it's called Heart to Heart. And that's the second book. Yeah. And the third one is Inspiration in the Morning, but it's M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, Ooh. When Joy Comes. Inspiration in the Morning, when joy comes, because mm. joy does come in the morning and joy comes in your morning. And I'm working on the children's book with my grandson, Marcus. Oh. And it's also a book to help um, young kids through grief because he wanted to express what, he, what it felt like him losing his mom at nine. And he mm. thought it might help other kids, you know, so it's called I'm Sad Too. And oh, it's okay. Goodness. And that's it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, yeah. I will link um, in our show notes to the three that are currently out. And then yeah. please let us know when the children's book comes out. And I'll post it for my audience, too, because those all sound so powerful and so like timely. I think so mm-hmm. many people are carrying this grief. Yes. And um, yeah, to find some hope and healing and freedom and joy yes. in the midst right. of that. I mm-hmm. think is is life changing. Yes. Um, we unfortunately are almost out of time. 
Okay. <laughs> but I want to end with my final question that I always end with, which mm-hmm. is, what did I miss? What is a final word of encouragement or hope or story that you would like mm-hmm. to end with today? Mm-hmm. I would just like to tell everyone that no matter what you go through in life, if you know God, then you have everything that you need. Yeah, yeah. And just because we are not without hope, the Bible says, you know, believers are not without hope, you know, because our hope is in Jesus. And he's our Prince of Peace. He's our King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. So just remember to, no matter what life throws your way, that you are victorious because you're a daughter of the King. Yeah. Yeah. So don't give up, don't give in. Just give it all to Jesus and rest in him. Amen. (laughs) That is so good. Georgette, thank you so much for being on today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. It's been great meeting you. You too. The Collected Podcast is sponsored in part by Beauty Counter. Use the link in our show notes to shop for all of your clean beauty needs and 10% of the profits will go directly back to benefiting the podcast. Also, use the code CLEANFORALL20 for 20% off of your first purchase. What a wonderful conversation with Georgette. I just... I feel very inspired by her and everything she's walked through and yet how she still chooses joy every single day and is still focused on praising God for all He's given her um, in the midst of all that she's lost is so inspiring. And um, I think a perfect message leading into Thanksgiving week. Um, So happy early Thanksgiving. Um, as Georgette was talking, it reminded me of the message that um, I heard at church last week. We had a guest speaker, Dr. Brian Loritz. Loritz? Um, I'm not exactly sure. Um, but he is a pastor, and um, he spoke on Psalm 13. And in Psalm 13, David is in a crisis. And so his whole message was about how to deal with a crisis. And so I want to share just a few quick bullet point notes that I took, because I feel like they tie in perfectly with Georgette's life message, and then also give us some good like thoughts to mull over as we head into Thanksgiving week. Um, So in Psalm 13, in verses one through four, David is bringing his honest feelings to God. How long, O Lord? How long, O Lord? And and he's asking these questions. And um, Dr. Loritz described a crisis as when you are in a situation where you have far more questions than you have answers. And we see that in David in verses one through four, but then in verse five, we see, but, and David moves past his feelings to facts about who God is. Um, And he describes God as steadfast. Um, (coughs) A, A quote was shared from Michael Card that says, when the person I have the right to expect nothing from gives me everything, that is steadfast. And that is the Lord, this almighty, all-sovereign, all-powerful God who we have the right to expect nothing from, and yet He gave us everything. Um, 
And we see that over and over in the Bible, and the ultimate expression of that is giving up His one and only Son to die for our sins on the cross and to beat death by being resurrected. I mean, that is giving everything. And then we see in verses 5 through 6, as David continues praising God, the crisis isn't over. Nothing on the outside of David's situation has changed, but David is choosing joy. He is choosing gratitude. And so um, the sermon ended with this explanation of joy as shaking our fists at Satan. So choosing joy and choosing gratitude, even when our situation (coughs) doesn't change, is the ultimate way of just declaring our power in Jesus Christ over anything the devil tries to come at us uh, with. So there is my encouragement for you today. As we head into Thanksgiving, continue to choose joy, continue to rest in the steadfast, unchanging nature of the Lord, even when your circumstances are less than ideal, um, and choose gratitude this week because even— If everything around us seems to be falling apart, God still gave us Jesus. And so we still have so much to be thankful for that we can approach a holy God even though we are fallen, broken sinners. We have access to the God of heaven and earth because of what Jesus did. And that is just worth praising Him for the rest of our lives and into heaven. Um, So no matter what, is happening in the world. We still have so much to be thankful for. So I hope you are having a great week. Um, But if you're not, choose joy and choose gratitude and just see how God continues to shape you in the midst of your struggles and to use every part of your story for the glory of His kingdom um, and to get you to a place you may never have expected. Um, So Yeah, that's my prayer. I hope um, you join us again next time. And until then, um, I'll I'll be praying for you. So have a great week. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you'd help spread the word. Check back here for new episodes dropping every other Thursday. You can follow along on social media at Collected Ministries. 